Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we are learning Maseches Ksubo Stop Kuftes, and we're starting at the very bottom line of Kufches Medbez with a new Mishnah. Sometimes the father-in-law can fall on hard times, so the Gemara deals with a case like that right now. And the Mishnah opens at the bottom line of Kupches Medbez with the following scenario. A father-in-law says, I'm going to give you, my son-in-law, money to learn in Kolel for 20 years. You never have to get up. You can sit and learn. We'll serve you on hand and foot. And then and then his leg fell out from under him. Or we have a similar uh, colloquialism in our parlance, you know, whatever the, whatever the exact language is. We have different uh, different ones. But but everything uh, fell out from under him. There's a deal here in the post game about whether or not he's saying, like, clean off my feet, push it, push it, that's a regal. And I, I still won't give you anything. Or if it's like, even if you hold me upside down by my feet, yeah. <laughs> different kinds of phrases as to what uh, what is actually meant here, unclear in the Gemara. But what, what we know for sure is that the language of Upasha, Los Aregel, take a look at Rashi, four lines from the bottom. Lashon Amar, To even take the dirt off my feet, fine. The point is that he has no money. So what happens to the marriage? Now, this is before Nisun. This is before Nisun. So they're they're engaged halachically, but they're not married. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see how far it goes. So it says the Mishnah Machlokas and the Tanoim, top line of Kuftes Teshev Talbin Rosha. She's stuck until she is a white-haired woman. Very, very, very sharp line. That means that even though the father was the one who made the condition, the daughter is the one who pays the price. What? Sorry, the daughter pays. Oh, no, pays the price in concept. Yeah, not pays money. She's the one who is uh, the victim here because <coughs> she ends up being an aguna. Uh, and in fact, that's uh, the language in some of the Rishonim that she's going to basically be an aguna. We'll see more of this soon. Admon Omer, Admon says, here's what's going on. He said, I disagree with the Tanakama. The Tanakama was of the opinion that she can grow old, but she's not halachically married and the husband has no obligation to divorce her. Admon, Admon says, she can say, if I was the one who gave of my money into this marriage, then you're right. Then you're right. Then I should be uh, sitting here until I'm all white haired. Uh, and you can trap me as an aguna. But I'm not the one who made the deal with you. My father is the one who, who is Pasak with you. He made the deal with you. Either marry me, even though you're not getting the condition fulfilled, or divorce me and let me go. What she's saying is that you're holding a cloud over my head for my father's wrongdoings. That's not fair. I didn't do anything wrong. What does the Gemara say? We see this is now the third mission, I think, that we've seen in uh, Reb Shimon, Rabban Gamliel agreeing with Admon, and we'll analyze uh, somewhat of a complex Gemara at the bottom of this page about when we listen to Rabban Gamliel, when we listen to Admon, when we listen to uh, to all of the other people here. It's uh, not so simple. We'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> what? No, she's a Grusha. Yeah, she's a Grusha. Kohen Gadol. Yeah. Kohen. The Gemara says, opens up, Masnisan, our Mishnah is the Lohi Kihaitana. Our Mishnah is divergent from the following Brisa. Now, our case, our, our Gemara says that the Machlokas of the Tanakama and Admon is when the father was Pasak the funds, when he said, I'm giving you money, my son-in-law, and then he fails to pay up. But here we see differently, the Tanya. The Brisa writes, Soma Rebbe Yosib Rebbe Yehuda, Lo Nechleku Admon V'chachamim Al HaPosig Mos L'chasano. 
We are not talking about the case that our Mishnah said we were talking about, which is where the father, father-in-law commits funds to the son-in-law, and then then he goes bankrupt. Everyone agrees. So basically, our Mishnah is not the Machlokas. So we see that this Bryce is quite different. What the, does the Bryce say the Machlokas is? What is the Bryce up? saying the argument is about al shapaska hi al atma exactly what our mishnah said was not the case so the mishnah and the brisa don't agree the brisa says the machlokas is where she says you're my husband i'm going to be on my own salary i'm going to pay you from a trust fund that i have that no one else has access to for you to learn for 20 years and then then she loses all of her money in the stock market now what there we say shechachamim omrim teshev ad shetal ben rosha. There she's the a direct cause of the problem. It wasn't her father? There's no proxies here. She did it herself. She said, "I'll give you, in addition to my salary, an extra fifty thousand dollars a year to sit in Steig. And then she falls on hard times. So the Tanakama says, "White haired, she can uh, she can be stuck as an aguna." And then the Gemara says, Admon Omer, here we see the machlokas, the chachamim and Admon. Admon Marichola he tomar. She can say kasvur I thought I could have fallen back on my father. That's what I told my mortgage company. Don't worry. Not everything works out. My dad's going to cover for you. It's fine. So that's exactly what she did. She, thanks, thanks, Dad. She said, she's the one who said, I'll give you $50,000 a year. Then she fell in hard times. Um, my dad's going to cover you. So Admon says that's a halachically valid argument. And therefore, he, she does not sit until she's white-haired. The husband has to make a choice. O kenos, o pator, marry me or don't, but you can't leave me like this. And she said, Now that my father isn't covering for my, my failure to do what I committed, That's the second, that's what the Brisa says. And Amar Rabban Gamliel, Ro'ani is Tibre Admo. No. Correct. She started. She started with a huge bank account, and Bernie Madoff got was was her investor, and it turned out she had nothing, or the stock market crashed. Yeah, she had the money. There's a lot to discuss here in regards to fairness and in regards to right and wrong, but the the fundamental discussion here, to put it in the terms of that we're used to, is is this really the meat and potatoes of the ksuba or not? If it is, okay, that's a problem. She made a commitment. It's a star. And why do I have to do my part of the deal if you didn't do your part of the deal? That's it. If you say it's like a Tosefes Ksuba, okay, like our, some of our language. So that would really be where the Rishonim will try and figure out exactly what's going on and why there would ever be a case that we, we've learned throughout Yuvamos and on Shabbos. We, we just learned that um, because of Eid Echad, that a woman can remarry based on the testimony of one person. Even her kids wouldn't get food from the husband with one either. That's what we saw the other day. Yet here we're saying that she'd be trapped as an aguna. It's very difficult Gemara, very difficult Mishnah. But that's what the Gemara says. Okay. We're a third of the way down. Tana, we have a Brisa. The Gemara Rashi here points out what's going on here. This is a continuation of the Brisa we just learned. What are we talking about? When is this case true where we see this Machlokas? Big Dola. Only if she is an adult. Aval Biktana Kofin. However, had she been a Ktana, then Kofin, we force. Who do we force? Do we force the, uh, the, the, the woman who committed to pay the money? Do we force her to figure out a way to find the money? Or do we force uh, the husband to divorce? We don't know. And the Gemara goes through a couple of iterations. Kofin Laman. Then if, and this language is difficult, that if the father, we, need, we can force the father. Remember what we said. 
The mother, the wife is the one who committed, the daughter, right? She, she's the one who committed to her husband. She bailed. Do we force the father to pay? Is that what it means? No, it says the Gemara, that shouldn't be true by a katana, which was what the Gemara just said. That should be true by a gadola. The katana, her marriage isn't even a marriage midoraisa. She's a, she's a child. It's not even a marriage midoraisa. So why would we make the father overstretch to pay for her daughter's overcommitment of funds when the girl's a katana, the marriage is a din At most, the marriage is derabanan. Ella, so it should have been that she, maybe we would have forced the father to cover if the daughter was a gadola, maybe. Ella, that can't be it. Ella, Amarava, Kofin Labal, Litain Get. That's the din, is that when it comes to a katana, Kofin, we force there to be a get put, in, uh, put into place or marriage. So why is it that when it comes to a gadola, we leave her in aguna, but when it comes to a katana, we force the issue? Huh? In both cases, she was Paskalatma. I'm asking a different question, which is, and I don't have an answer, I'm just saying it out loud. The Ketana, her marriage is a Dinder Abana. Okay, so there we say Kofin, marry her or divorce her. If she's a Gdola, where her marriage is Dorisa, we say Teshe uh, Bachatavit. You sit there until you get uh, until you become an old lady. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm confused about one thing. But in this case, did the woman, even if she was a minor, say that she would she would because the father didn't like she yeah no she said i'm gonna pay and then when she defaulted her husband her, her father did or did not pay and the gemara is saying do we force the father to cover his daughter's commitments that's what we're asking <laughs> seems that way the whole marriage is a dinner the gemara certainly assumes we can trust her enough and the question is, what does Kofin mean? So in the Havamina, we said Kofin means that if the daughter is 10 and she's married and she makes a commitment and she defaults, then, then the father, who, by the way, might be 25 under these circumstances, <laughs> remember, very young, could be 22, very young, he has to pay. And then we reject that and say, no, that's not actually the case. Instead, we force the husband to divorce her. But I'm asking, why is it that we force a divorce with, when she's only a katana, but when she's a gdola, we leave her in aguna? I don't know the answer to that question. I'm just throwing it out. Worth looking in the Rishon and let me know if you find something. Next, Amr Abelazar ben Amr Yitzchak ben Elazar, halfway down on Kuftes and Aleph, Mishmed Chizkia. Kol Makom Sheamar Rabban Gamliel. Whenever Rabban Gamliel says the phrase Roe Anies Tibre Admon Halacha Kamosa, whenever Rabban Gamliel chimes in in a Mishnah as he's done a handful of times over this parak of Parak Shnei the Halacha is then like him, which is basically like Admon and like Rabban Gamliel. They both agree because he's supporting Admon. Okay. Is that also true in a brisa? The Gemara responds kind of like, what are you talking about? Of course. Did you hear me say anything else? You know, sometimes we say that as parents. We're like, um, do I, you know, please go clean your room. Do I have to clean my room this week? Did you hear me say to clean your room at a later point? Go clean your room right now. So when the Gemara says the halacha is like, or like Admon, whenever Rabbi Gamliel says so, um, everywhere? Yes, everywhere. What are you asking everywhere for? Yes, everywhere. In a Mishnah and in a Bryce, it doesn't matter. That's what the Gemara seems to say. And then the Gemara says, Wherever Rabban Gamliel says that the halacha is like Admon, we paskin like him. Then the Gemara says, uh, that's statement number one. And then we're going to go into this next statement, which is uh, much more complex. So that was the easier part of this section of the Gemara. And here the Gemara says, let's dig in. Amar Reb Zera, Amar Rabbar Yirmiya. Bezdvarim Shamar Hanan. 
when uh, Hanan taught us two halachos, the halacha is kayotzebo. What does kayotzebo mean? It means that the Mishnah, when it quoted the Shita of Hanan, also said that Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai holds like kayotzebo. That Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai also held like Hanan. So it says the Gemara, that's part one. And part two is Shiva Dvarim Shamar Admon, the seven statements that Admon said, Ein halacha kayotzebo, the halacha is not like them. Is not like Rabban Gamliel, who was the counterpart. The Gemara says, what are you talking about? My Kamar, what does this line mean? Ilema says the Gemara, if you want to say, Hachi Kamar, here is Pshat in this line of Reb Hachi Kamar, Shnei Dvarim Shamar Chanan Halacha Kimosa V'chayotzebo. Like we understood that whenever we see that the halacha is like Hanan, uh, the two things that he said and that Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai agreed with, then the halacha is like him. But Veshiva Dvarim Shamar Admon, Ein Halacha Kamoso, Vilo Kayotzebo. Not only is the halacha not like Admon, but even when Rabban Gamliel says that the halacha is like him, we don't pass in like Rabban Gamliel either, says the Gemara, that makes no sense. Because we just learned 10 lines ago, not even, that when Rabban Gamliel says something, that's the din. That's what Rabban Yaman, that's the line you were quoting last night or yesterday. So you can't say that when Admon uh, has uh, the support of Rabban Gamliel that the halacha is like neither of them, because that's not true. Rabban Gamliel, we do paskin like him. When, when Rabban Gamliel agrees with Admon, then, uh, then we're all well and good. So the Gemara says, good question. Two lines before the wide lines. Really, what's going on? The first part of the sentence is about Hanan. So when Hanan had said his two things, when we pass in like him, we pass in like Rav Yochanan ben Zakkai. That's the easy piece. And on the first long line, the Gemara says, the seven shitas that Admon said, the halacha is not like him. However, says the Gemara, halacha halacha bekulu. But when the halacha is like Admon, when Rabban Gamliel agrees, and the halacha is like him in all cases, says the Gemara, only in certain cases is that true. It's not in all cases of Admon. After all, the Amar of Yitzhak, the same line we saw a moment ago, Ben Elazar, Mishmed the Chizkiah, Komakam Shama Rabban Gamliel, Roni Estiri, Admon, Halacha Kamoso, Amar in. Only when Rabban Gamliel agrees with him do we say that the halacha is like Admon. Lo, Amar lo. But if, if the Gemara doesn't say that the halacha is like Admon, if Rabban Gamliel doesn't come to support him, then seemingly, what would be the implications? Halacha is not like Admon. So Admon should only have the halacha like him when Rabban Gamliel agrees. He needs, he needs the Rebbe's psak to actually uh, have any fruits to his shitas. So therefore, the Gemara tries for the third and final version. And that will bring us to the next Mishnah. We haven't had any questions about that yet. The halacha is like, is like Hanan in the cases where Kayotzebo, which is a reference to Yochanan ben Zakkai, when he comes and chimes along and agrees. And lastly, the seven shitas of Admon. Sometimes the halacha is like him and the one who follows him up, namely Rabbi Gamliel. And some of the halachas are not like him, rather like the other shita, like Rabbi Gamliel. And that's how we would paskin in regards to Admon, that halacha lemaisa, in all the cases of Admon, the only time we paskin like him is when Rabbi Gamliel is present and agrees with him. Otherwise, we don't paskin like Admon. So if we were to look at all seven of the Mishnayas that we've been learning wherever Admon is found, we only agree with him halacha lemaisa when Rabban Gamliel is there. Now, we discussed this yesterday. We saw Rabban Gamliel in the Gemara. It wasn't passing that way. Ladina, again, we need Rishonim for that. That's not for our shir. But that requires Rishonim to understand how we got from our page to Shulchan Aruch because the, they're not the same thing.
And sometimes that happens. And sometimes even in Shulchan Aruch, you'll see the Shach and the Taz look at a Ramah and say, this is not Halacha because he didn't look at the Gemara, which of course he did. <laughs> Obviously, you have to get into the into the nitty-gritties. But that does happen sometimes where the Shach and the Taz will argue with the Ramah because they said, you missed something blaring in the Gemara. How could you pasken that one? Okay, that brings us to a new Mishnah. Put on your thinking cap. Says the Gemara, Orer al There are three people. There's Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi. Ruvain owned a field which was stolen by Levi. Levi's a thief. Levi took that stolen field, put it on the black market, and sold it to Shimon. Do you know who was one of the signatories on that sale from Levi to Shimon? Ruvain. So Ruvain signed a document on a field that was stolen from him to sell it from the thief to Shimon. Okay, that's this case. Ha'orer al-hasadeh, hey, that's my field. Yet my signature is on the star between the thief and the recipient of the new product, of this new uh, field. Admon Omer, not so fast. Even though it's true that I'm claiming the field and I'm a signatory on that contract, it's okay. Why? Because I was trying to get it out of the hands of the thief. Says the Mishnah, Hasheni Noachli. I'd rather deal with the recipient of the field, not the thief. Shimon, I'd much rather deal with Shimon, who's an innocent bystander. He didn't do anything wrong. I'd much rather deal with him in Bezdin than deal with Levi. Hasheni Noachli, I'd much rather deal with Shimon. Levi, he's a real jerk. Obviously, he's not known. He doesn't win the Midos Award because he's, he's a thief. He steals things. So that's what's going on in our Mishnah. No. When Ruvain, who really does own the field, the second he signs on the star for that stolen field from Levi to Shimon, he loses his rights to the field. Machlokas Admon and the Chachamim. Case clear? Ruvain's field, Levi steals it, Levi sells it to Shimon. Happens to be that Ruvain is the witness on the, uh, on the document. And according to, the, to Admon, that is plenty reason for him to assume he can still take that field to Bezdin, take, Ruvain, take Shimon to Bezdin and get his field back because Levi's really difficult to deal with. Ruvain had no clue that the field that he was signing. He knew. Was he knew. That's the Svar of the Mishnah. But I'd rather deal with the buyer than with Levi, because Levi's a thief. Levi's very, very difficult. Sometimes in work, we do that too. You uh, you avoid the landmines at work. You're like, oh, I'll go to the other cubicle and get the problem solved in a more efficient, less complex way. I do. We, I, I think we all do that. I do it every day. I do it all the time. I hope none of them are watching my documentary. Sure. Who's on here today? No. It's Brandis. It's sitting there like, oh. Okay. Anyways, the last case of the Mishnah is still more complicated. Is asa simen la'acher? If the document that Ruvain signed and the property that we're talking about is not really the property that Ruvain owned, but it's the property next to the property that Ruvain owned, property number two, and in that document, one of the four walls was actually one of the four parts of the field was used to say is a border to Ruvain's field. Right, and that's how he was trying to get back to his field. Then the Gemara says Ibed So in that case, he doesn't have the Noachli argument because you don't have to. Levi didn't steal that field. Levi stole your other field. So therefore, they, he loses the argument. And then seemingly everyone agrees Ibed So We'll dig into this more in the Gemara. Two lines from the, the bottom of the page on Kuftes Madal, the Gemara says as follows: Amar Lo Shanu Ela Aid. In our first case in the Mishnah, when Ruvain is bringing Shimon to Bezdin. And we had said that Ruvain was not only the owner of the field, but also the signatory on the poor sale between Levi and Shimon on this field. It's only true that, that Admon would ever have an argument if this person was an aide. 
Aval Dayan, lo ibed But when you're a Dayan, if he was the Dayan in court on the sale between Levi and Shimon about his own field, lo ibed Everyone seemingly agrees. Even the Chachamim who said ibed in our Mishnah. But if you're the Dayan, it's very different. Why? Says the Gemara, alumdus in Dayanim versus Edim. What's the difference between the mindset of an aid and the mindset of a dying? The Gemara says, the Tani Rebchiyah, Witnesses, they have a job. Their job is to testify that everything in that document is accurate. They have to read the date. They have to read who the parties are, the buyer and the seller. They have to read, not the way we sign our mortgages, but like the read, they read everything. They know exactly what was going on. That's an aid. However, says the Gemara on the top of Kuf Testament Bays, as an aid. So, so he's not no Gabe Adabar because the Gemara says on the top of Kuf Testament Bays, when a Dayan is adjudicating over a sale like this, he doesn't have to know every, every blessed detail. And it could be representatives in the Bezdin instead of the actual buyer and seller. And it could be a sale of a field between Levi and Shimon. He may know Levi's a thief, even though he shouldn't be a Dayan if he knows Levi's the thief. So he obviously we have to work on the Dianus issues. We learned about the Dian issues a couple of days ago, that you're not allowed to be a Dian. You have to recuse yourself when you hate someone, when you love someone. So we uh, let's just say Levi sent an apotropis. He sent a uh, shliach. And the buyer, uh, Shimon, was there. But Shimon's a good guy, right? So the Dianim sit there. They're like, okay, I see all the money's transferred. Mazel tov. Goodbye. But they don't read this document actually belongs to Levi. He may not have ever known the Levi on the field. So the Gemara says the difference between an aid and a Dayan is that an aid, we presume, reads everything in the contract. A Dayan does not. And therefore, the distinction would be that in the ratio of our case, if Ruvain, who really owned the field, adjudicated over a sale between Levi and Shimon, but there were proxy people, so he didn't know it was Levi, that sale is a valid sale. And that property, Ruvain can still take Shimon to Besdin. Aye, but you are the Dayan on the case for the sale between Levi. It doesn't matter. I didn't read the fine print. I don't have to read the fine print. Look at what Ruchia says. It's crazy. It also sounds very strange to me because I can't imagine a Dayan not having all the details clear. I can't imagine. You don't think Rabbi Reese reads every single document? I'm sure he does. Yeah. But we're talking about and whether or not what's the halachic minimum in the Gemara. The halachic minimum is that the Dayan does not need to read every page. Correct. You're correct. It's not really the right word. It's uh, it's to be machzik the star. What was the language in the Rishonim? Um, there was a language we we learned it. Feels a little bit better. That doesn't feel any different to me. It's the same question in my head. The Dian doesn't have to know who the buyer and seller are. I don't know. That sounds straight. It has to be that way because if he knew it was Levy, he'd know he was. He'd have to recuse himself. It's a notary type of thing. That's true. Even when you go get something notarized, who's who? I don't know. It's the Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the case? Yeah. And uh, 
I don't remember the case. No. You're supposed to be that person. That's your, that's your job. You're the memory bank. I foam at the mouth and try not to embarrass myself. But when you, uh, huh? you'll find it. You'll find it. Let me know. Let's continue because we, we still have a bit to go and we're not done with this page yet. Says the Gemara as follows. Amar Abaye lo shanu elo la'acher. Oh, sorry, I skipped the words. The second part of the Mishnah, where, um, where what Ruvain uh, is doing is he's trying to get a hold of the field next to his field, because in that document, it says that the border of property two is Ruvain's property. And that's how, how he's going to get the Chafarayin and get the first field back. So the Gemara says, That depends. If he's buying that property, uh, then but if it's bought by somebody else, then he will lose out his rights. To Omar, the argument is, he could argue, the only way for me to get access to property one is by, is by being involved in property two. And the lady would never sell that field to me because he knows that he owes me property one. You wanted me to make a public declaration with Adim? Like if I do that, says the Gemara, a very well-known line that's used in various contexts, but the point is always accurate. Chavrach, your friend, Chavra Isle. He has a friend. The Chavra the Chavrach, Chavra Isle. There's a song that was made after this Gemara. And the Gemara says basically when, uh, when one person, the secrets can't be kept. So even if I tell someone the reason why I'm, I'm doing this, why I'm signing on the star is because then in that star, it indicates that property one is really mine. But if you tell that to someone, then word's going to get out. Levy's going to find out and Levy's not going to sell the property to me. So really, Ruvain has only one avenue to get his property back. That's why the Gemara says that if he ends up being the one who signs it, good to go. But if somebody else signs it, not good to go. The Gemara says there's a story. Hahuda saw Simon Laacher. Uh, there was a case like our Mishnah where there were property two is being used to indicate who owned property one. Ear air, uh, ear air, there was a complaint, and Vishachiv, the person, died. And before he died, he had set someone uh, as a responsible party to work out all the funds for the Asomim. Because remember, let's just use Ruvain in this case. It was Ruvain's property. Ruvain's, Ruvain was my heir. He says, That's really my property. And then he died, and the Apotropus jumps in. So this Apotropus is defending Yisomim. He's defending Ruvain's estate. So the Gemara says, apotropis This Apotropus, as we'll soon see, he did really, really well on behalf of the uh, on behalf of the Asomim. He did some great arguing with the with the Dayanim here. Omar Ruvain ruined it because he was involved in this case scenario where property two is being used as property one. And our Mishnah says that in those cases, when the second he signs on that document, he's done for. Then the Gemara says, Omar, the apotropis says back, the apotropa says back to Abaye, that's not fair because had the father of the Yisomim been alive, what would he have argued? I saved one, uh, one row, one row of the field as an indicator. Not, not that the whole field is uh, on, on property too. It's just that outer one. That's the only one that really that really belongs to me. Amarle Shapir Kamras Abaye says back to him, Wow, you're a smart guy, Mr. Apotropa. Dhamar of Yochanan, Imtan Vamar Telemechara Sisi Lachneman, we trust him. So then the Gemara says, Zil Havle Mihas Telemechad. So then we should be giving that one row over. And Hava Aleha, on that one row, there was Rikba Dadikli, there was a row of uh, of palm trees. And he says back to Abaye again, this Apotropa, had the father of 
had Ruvain been alive, the father of these Yisrael been alive, have a time, v'amar chazarti v'lakachti mimenu. He could have come up with a ruse that, that tell him, I owned it, and then I sold it, and then I bought it back, and that claim is actually valid. And Abai says, Amar leim, shop your commerce, another good job. To Amar of Yochanan, imtan v'amar chazarti v'lakachti mimenu naman. And Amar Abai, as a warm compliment to this guy who did everything he could to uh, to get this field back on behalf of Ruvain, who is now dead, and this Apotropa was responsible with keeping as much property in the estate as possible, if you're going to be getting an agent to take care of you, you should get a guy like this. He really knows what he's talking about. He's very learned. You know, if you want a tax lawyer, if you need a tax lawyer, don't hire a, a medical lawyer. Hire a tax lawyer and a good one because that's uh, what happened. I remember with the, we had this thing where uh, the government, the IRS sent me something after I bought my first house. You really weren't eligible for the first time uh, homeowners to, what is it, $8,000 or something. I was like a rabbit Hill Torah. I was destitute. So uh, I, we, I, I, I got a tax lawyer to help me. It was very helpful. Just if you hire the right lawyer, you'll do great. You hire the wrong lawyer, you got a big problem. Okay, that's what the Gemara says, new Mishnah. A little bit easier, and then we'll take this to the last word on the page. The Mishnah says, halfway down on Kuf Tess in the days, Mishahalach the Medina Sayam ve'avda derech sadehu. A man goes out of town. When he left, he had a walkway to get from his house to his field. While he was gone, people covered over the fields. So it says the Gemara, what should he do? The uh, what? The walkway. Yeah. Oh, sorry. The walkway was in. Yeah, I had no I didn't know which error I made. So it says the Gemara that uh, his walkway to get to his field was covered over. So Admon Omer, oh, that's the way things are, but it doesn't mean you can't access your field. Yelech lo biksara. Find the field where you're taking the fewest number of steps in the field, the shortest path from A to B, figured out, that's your new pathway. So then uh, the Chachamim say, why? The Chachamim omrim, yiknelo derech mana. You make him pay for it. Or yifrach be'avir. Tell the guy he can go fly a kite. Tell him he can go fly in the air. Wait, you just get to walk on other people's property just for fun? And like, why, why, why would it, why does that, why is that, how does that work? I know you used to have a walkway, but who says that this guy has to be the mavater to give up part of his field. My time at Dirabonon, Shapir Kamar Admon. Admon did have a point. What was Admon's point? Admon's point was well, there used to be a way to get to the field. It's got to be a way to get in. So says the Gemara. If that's true, four owners, east, west, north, and south, and cover the corners. And while he was gone, the fields that were unsold are now sold. So who's supposed to give up? The east guy? Why? Go take from north, west, and south. Why are you taking from me? And everyone's going to kick the can down the road. Nobody has the halachic right to, the halachic obligation, I should say, to give him a piece of land, to, a strip of land to walk in. He doesn't remember where the path was. No, he, it, it, it was, that property was sold. He had a walkway. Oh, That's Doesn't matter. He but why? But now there's a new guy who lives on the. Since I went out of town, four guys right here. These four sides are all sold out. Mine was right here. But there's a guy who has corn growing right. What? He has to give me the square footage for me to walk. Yeah. I mean, we would probably be nice about it. We'd, we'd come up with a solution. But Allah like brass, like brass tacks, how do you figure this out? So that's what the Gemara says. Yahaki says the Gemara, if there are four owners on each side, my time of the Admon. Uh, Admon, yeah, you're right. There used to be a path, but now there's no space around your field that's accessible. So why does anyone have to give up property for you when no one knows for sure that it's their property to give up? 
When we're talking about four people who bought from four separate sellers, or even four people who bought from one seller, that each person can kick the can to the other neighbor. Everyone agrees in that case that Admon is wrong. There's not no derech tzara there because everyone had a clean purchase of land. Clean. The way you got to your land before really wasn't your land. It was just unsold property. Now people own that property. So kipligi, because everyone agrees that doesn't work. So where is the machlokas of our Mishnah? Says the Gemara brilliantly, bechad to asimikoch arba. One person bought from four different people. Admon savar mikol makom darach if you're the owner of all four properties, there is no question that I used to have a walkway in one of your four, four properties. Now give me my derech ksara. That's for sure. That makes perfect sense. The Rabbanan, how did the Rabbanan get out of this one? The Rabbanan Savar, Ishaskis, Shaskis, tough language in the Gemara. If you're quiet, then you're quiet. It means if you'll buy one, then you'll buy one, even though the words don't mean that, but that's what's going on. So it says the Gemara will we'll get you a spot. Remember, I bought from four people. I'm one guy who bought from four people. I'll just sell back the properties and then you're stuck because no, no one of those four different sellers has to give you anything. So that's what the Rabbanan say. Story. A father was about to die and he said, my daughter gets the financial value of a palm tree. Azal Yasme. The boys, they, uh, they, uh, they say we're boys, we get a Yerusha. They divided the property. and But they didn't end up giving her the palm tree that she rightfully deserved. Rav Yosef says, this is our mission of kicking the can. Because the brother owns, owns field one, two, one, field one. Brother one owns field one. Brother two owns field two. Who's the one brother who has to give up a, give up a tree for her? Same as our Mishnah, kicking the can. Says the Gemara, Amar Le, Amar Le Abayi, me, dummy. These cases are not comparable. The case of our Mishnah, where we kick the can for the walkway, and the case in our Mishnah of the tree are not the same. Hasam, over there, Kolchad Bechad, Matzi Marchile, Hacha, Dikla Gabayuhu. It's different. Over there by the walkway, there's no walkway anymore. But over here, there's a palm tree. The cases are not comparable. So therefore, you cannot compare them. My taknosai, my, uh, how do we solve this problem for her? And the Gemara says, we need to redo the math. We do, in fact, give her a tree. And then the brothers calculate what they take. The 2XXXX of all the brothers, that can only happen once we've reduced the total cost of the estate by that one decal tree. That's the right way to do it. Because then, at least by math, the brothers are each giving an equal amount to the sister in the form of a tree. Now they're doing it in cash. Oh, right. That's a different issue. You're combining our Mishnah and the Sugya. That would be the best. That's what the Gemara says. And then after they uh, they give her a tree, then they have to redivide. Last little Sugya for the night. Same story, different uh, different details. Uh, father says to the brothers, Dikla Lebrus, there's, there has to be a tree for the for the sister, for my daughter. And Shachiv, he died. And there were two halves of a tree. Do we call two halves of a palm tree a palm tree? And the Gemara says, 
We do, in fact, refer to two halves of a palm tree as a palm tree. And therefore, if a father says, give my daughter X, and all you can find is half X and half X, halacha is that that still counts. Of course, there will be qualifications in order to make it all work out, but we'll stop right here. Tomorrow night, I'm here at 840 here in person. I believe that's going to be the case. I have to see if it's not, it'll be on Zoom, but I'm pretty sure we'll be here. Uh, but we'll pick up uh, tomorrow night with Daf Kufiud. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Mm-hmm. All right.